Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone. Golden Eagle fans across the state of Mississippi. Glad that you're with us on the Eagle Hour this Thursday edition. Coast to coast, border to border in the great state of Mississippi and on the World Wide Web. I'm Kelly Sander in the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty off this week, as is Luke Johnson. So as the former lead singer of the Raspberries, Eric Carmen, sang back in the 70s. All by myself. And as Three Dog Night sang, also in the 70s, the show must go on. On the program today, we're going to be talking with the professor himself, Patrick McGee, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. Nobody does the job like he does, keeping track of what's going on inside the Golden Eagle universe. He'll be joining us momentarily. And then Southern Miss graduate Bob Matthews of SportsJourney.com, he'll be joining us. His job is to uh, report on the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, and the Washington Capitals. He's a big Southern Miss guy, went to Southern Miss, and now making literally and figuratively headlines in the world of sports. Bob Matthews will be joining us. And then we'll be getting you up to date on the schedule tonight in the MACCC, the toughest league in America. NCAA has one game on the schedule tonight, and we'll run through the cancellations. We'll also update the leaderboard at the Masters, since we talked about that yesterday on the show. So much to come. First segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Wherever you are, there's a Dickie's Barbecue Pit that's not far away. As we mentioned, no charge for the aroma as you drive by, but there is a charge for some of the great, uh, the great food that they have in time for Thanksgiving, where the crowd probably is not going to be what it's been in the past because of COVID. If you're dealing with smaller numbers, let Dickies take care of that, of the cooking for you, and uh, phone in your orders ahead of time, pick it up there, or you can uh, you know, drive through any ways to do that. Dickies Barbecue Pit, we appreciate their sponsorship of the program joining us now on the super talk mississippi hotline is patrick mcgee of the biloxi sun herald you can subscribe to the biloxi sun herald and get all of some exclusive articles that uh, patrick writes just for those that uh, subscribe and it's uh, certainly well worth uh, the price of admission so to speak and patrick as we welcome you this week don ragsdale has checked out of the southern miss program i don't know if this is an anomaly because of covid or if because of the transfer portal we're going to be seeing a lot of this in the years to come in college football but Ragsdale is gone. Yeah, looking back, apparently he left a little while ago. You know, here for a bit, I thought maybe he was missing out because he was just still kind of banged up. But it was obvious he was just kind of MIA. I think it goes back around the time of the Tulane game, and I remember that time thinking, "Well, will we see you know a couple of guys kind of jump ship at this point?" Just because I mean that was a sixty-six to twenty-four ball game and. Uh, you're on your interim coach, and, and you know what kind of confidence, what kind of response will we see out of the guys? So I think maybe Ragsdale kind of falls into that uh, group of uh, it wasn't a big group, obviously, but guys that maybe decide to kind of step away at that point. Uh, but uh, so yeah, it's uh, lose, losing Ragsdale hasn't hurt them much in the ground game up to this point, though. Tim Billings mentioned in his weekly press conference that he expects to have his full complement of quarterbacks this weekend. How do you how do you see things playing out as they travel to Western Kentucky on Saturday? 
Yeah, it looks like uh, certainly Jack will probably be back this week. I think Tate's a little bit uh, day-to-day, but uh, I think he's optimistic that he would get Tate back. So there's that chance that both guys could see snaps. I think Billings left open that uh, opportunity. But, heck, we've, we've, you know, this has been discussed before, and it was really just kind of Jack 100% of the time on Saturday. So it remains to be seen. I remember going back to uh, uh, Wadley's freshman season when he, when he had to kind of replace Jack whenever he got hurt. And then whenever Jack came back, there was a little bit of a, uh, uh, a system going where they work widely in here or there. I, I think it worked really well. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if we see both Watley and Abraham on the field. Trey Lowe uh, played last week, but he's he still got some work to go in the to passing game. And, and Watley kind of showed against Liberty that he can hurt you through the air as well. So. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw both of them, if Watley is good to go on Saturday. And we talked yesterday on the program about how, how Lowe is handicapped in the sense that, you know, being a latecomer, Johnny come lately, so to speak, that he hasn't really had a chance to dissect the playbook and, and really right. learn the X's and O's like the guys who have been in the system for a while. So that, that certainly is reasonable. But now going forward, uh, uh, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean has said that he'd like to have a head coach in place, maybe by Thanksgiving or a little bit later, but reasonably, Patrick McGee, a lot of the coaches that will be potential candidates could still be very much in the thick of conference races, bowl game preparations, or, or what have you. So do you expect that timeline reasonably to be, to be met? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think he wants to have somebody in place because, you know, you had that early signing period. Uh, they haven't delayed that. Uh, that's in early December. I don't know if the top, off the top of my head. So he wants to have somebody in place by then. Uh, maybe that increased the odds that it's a coordinator who can has maybe an opportunity can step away from it for an interview and get this, or maybe somebody is not coaching at the moment. Uh, it's going to be hard to chase down somebody else's head coach uh, in an environment like this where where games are going to go uh, still be going at that point. Uh, you know, we've already seen conference games put conference title games pushed back. Uh, this thing's going to be going on for a while, but I, I think McLean uh, wants to get ahead of the game and get somebody in by the end of this month. And uh, McLean's been pretty good uh, at keeping everything kind of hush hush. Uh, that's you know that's the way he operates, and he's kind of handling it on his own. He doesn't have many uh, cooks in the kitchen. You know, he doesn't have a search firm involved. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this thing kind of draws to a close in the next couple of weeks, and that uh, we may not just have the greatest feel. I think we'll probably hear more in the coming weeks. Uh, we've heard names pop up, but. I think the goal still is to have somebody at the end of the month. I've always thought it was uh, kind of funny that that some of these universities would hire these quote unquote, you know, search firms. I'm going right. you know, when you have a head coaching position open at a Division One school, chances are there are going to be some pretty good candidates and are going to seek you out. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. the, the money that is spent on these search for, uh, search firms, I've always gotten kind of a kick of kick about, but. The, when you mm-hmm. talk about these names, uh, there seem to be different names that are like the Baskin-Robbins flavor of the month. You know, that every couple of days a new name seems to surface. And what about a combination of a, of a Kane Womack, for example, and then have Austin Davis bring, you know, former Southern right. Miss quarterback Austin Davis come in as the OC and kind of patchwork this thing together. Uh, but you said that it's been really hush-hush to this point. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think Kane Womack is maybe one of the more solid names. Uh, that's been out there, uh, you know, since this started. And I, I've kind of learned that whenever we run a list or I run a list of names, whenever a search begins, usually ends up being one of those guys who's in that first batch of names that pop up. And, and those names included Kane Womack, uh, 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 Will Hall at Tulane, 
uh, John Wozniak, the running backs coach at, at Oklahoma State, who was on the Southern Miss staff uh, under Munkin and uh, for a season, Jay Hobson. Um, but outside of that, I, you know, it's kind of hard to get a great feel for who else uh, might be in there. I think, you know, Kevin Johns, the Memphis offense coordinator, is one guy. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it remains to be seen. I think we'll probably hear more chatter. And uh, a lot of times these, these candidates kind of get reported on a local level. So somebody that, say, you know, uh, University of Washington, you might hear some news out of that corner. So uh, it's kind of waiting to see where the buzz follows, and hopefully we'll, I'll be able to hash out some names here in the next week or so. And all of those make sense, except the one thing that mm-hmm. has intrigued me when we had Jeremy McLean on the Eagle Hour not long ago was one of the first things he said about a search was, he would strongly prefer someone with head coaching experience. Yeah. And, and, and some of those guys that you mentioned don't have that experience at this level. I wonder if at the time he was thinking about the coach at Coastal Carolina who he has a previous you know, relationship, working relationship right. with. But I think, and I agree with you in what you've said, that Coastal Carolina, with the season that the Chanticleers are having, he could be in line to get, with all due respect to Southern Miss, a much more lucrative offer somewhere down the road right. if, if that season continues. That's reasonable, yeah? Yeah, I mean, not, not, not a single that one job, but, I mean, he may be in somebody in the running for, like, a Houston gig or something like that, uh, something that's going to pay maybe even twice as much as Southern Miss has to offer. And as well as things are going at Coastal Carolina, uh, he's still fairly young there. He may you know, be willing to be patient for another season and get the job he really wants. Uh, you know, Jeremy does have that relationship with him, but it, it you know, you're, you're going to be able to double his salary at Mesa Coastal Carolina, but he may be able to quadruple uh, his uh, salary somewhere else. So, uh, Chadwell's, you know, somebody worth keeping an eye on, but as you pointed out, I mean, he's he's still got a special season going there at Coastal Carolina, and he, he's going to really want to focus on what's going on because uh, he wants to maximize what he can get out of his team, and so far they've been pretty darn good. And, of course, if he were somewhere down the road able to quadruple his salary, mm-hmm. you know what that means. He would get to pay double the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know. I guess it depends on where, which state he gets hired in. Yeah, yeah. Which that certainly has to be part of a discussion, at least uh, with me. And you younger mm-hmm. folks, you'll, you'll learn as you get a little bit older that the, that the, the T word is real important when it comes to uh, potential new jobs down the road. You can always find the work of Patrick McGee on the Biloxi Sun-Herald and BiloxiSunHerald.com. You can subscribe to his articles. Patrick, always we appreciate your insight. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Patrick McGee, the professor, he joins us every Thursday here on the show. When we come back, Southern Miss alum Bob Matthews from SportsJournal.com. We'll talk national sports with somebody who's From the local area, Bob Matthews next on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Kelly Sander with you on a Sunday. Well, actually, that's a derivative of sunny day or a Sunday or a sunny Thursday. I thought my schedule got messed up. No, I I did want to clarify that because I saw the look on your face. Uh, Here in the studio with producer and engineer Brandon Wallace, 
Still to come, we're going to get you up to date on these junior college football schedule for tonight. We'll check the Masters leaderboard. We'll run down the NCAA football games that are on the schedule for tonight. And, of course, the growing list of, of, of cancellations. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Book Mart. That's Campus Book Mart with a T. Open 24-7 at campusbookmart.net. Notice how I am enunciating my T's there. My uh, English teachers and speech teachers will be proud of me. They've got all your Southern Miss swag right there for you to peruse. If you're on campus for a football game, basketball game, or what have you, always stop by the big yellow building right across from the main entrance to the campus. And again, open 24-7 at campusbookmart.net just in time for Christmas. Joining us on the Super Talk Mississippi Sports Line now is one of our favorite guests. He's a native of the Commonwealth of Virginia, but uh, went to school at Southern Miss. And you can add him to that long list of Southern Miss graduates that have made names for themselves in the national media, among them Chuck Scarborough, who was the former uh, news anchor at NBC, Leslie Sykes at, at KABC in Los Angeles. You've got Robin Roberts now, of course, who was originally from New Orleans, but she went to Southern Miss now on Good Morning America. And our next guest, Bob Matthews with SportsJourney.com. His job is to keep everybody up to date on the Washington football team, the WFT, or a lot of people, Bob, will actually, the way they're playing, call, call them... The d- WTF, yeah. <laughs> when, when, it, when, it, when it first came out, we had to do a double take. Is like, do they realize what they have done here? By yeah. the way, let, let, let me just say that that list you just rattled off, let, let me take a wild stab in the dark here. You couldn't get any of them, right? You, you were stuck with them. Here. Well, yeah, their, their their appearance fees were a bit exorbitant, but uh, but we certainly yeah, wanted yeah. to give them credit anyway. And of course, you keep track of the Washington Capitals too, where uh, Washington. Yep. And yep. and not many people would know when I mentioned the name Olaf Kolzig who that is, but I'm sure only the goalie. That's Absol- it. Uh, absolutely. In the National was- Hockey League. So, Bob, you went to high school in Mobile. Uh, you yeah. actually come from a, a, a media family, but. But you had several choices of schools to go to. Why, when you're in Mobile, did you choose necessarily to go to Southern Miss? Well, I think that's a bit of a a misnomer. I don't think I had, if I remember correctly, several choices of schools. I think Southern was about the only place I got in, to be completely honest with you. So you didn't score 36 on the ACT, is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, no, no. I think I got a 23, and I was like, you know what? I'm good with that. No, you know what? I, I came up to Hattiesburg. My dad and I took a road trip up there, and I was like, this place is just cool. I feel at home here. And I really didn't want to look around anywhere else. And, you know, thank God that I did. Just uh, five, uh, from, what I, from what I can remember, and, and some of it's a little fuzzy, but it was, uh, it was five pretty damn good years there. And I have no idea why it would be fuzzy, Bob. But, Me uh, neither. Absolutely yeah. no clue whatsoever. But now, now were, None you, whatsoever. were you in the fraternity system at Southern Miss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an SAE. So, and I, uh, I lived in the house there for a couple of years and then lived in, I don't know if they're still there, but Point of Woods apartment. Yes. Down on, I forget what street that is. I could, I could get to it. I just don't remember exactly which street is that on it is. Thir- is that on 38th or uh could be. Could yeah. be near Strix. Yes. Near Strix Barbecue, yeah, if that's right, still right, there. That's still there, right around the corner, mm-hmm. right? They still sell Schaefer Light for three eighty nine a case? <laughs> you know what? I, I've, I've upgraded a little bit, Bob, since then. I, I imagine that they probably Good do. Good for you. But uh, for you. What, what were some of your ever, other favorite uh, watering holes or places to hang out when you were a student at Southern? 
Well, it's I mean the begin all and end all. You have to remember, folks. I'm I'm quite old. I'm 53 now, so you're going back to the 80s. And if you were a student at at Southern Miss in the 80s, the begin all and end all was pretty much the end zone. I mean that's that's where you went on on Wednesday night and Thursday night and <laughs> Tuesday night and any night that afternoon. ended in Y. Yeah, any night. Pretty much any night that ended in Y. Yeah, if there wasn't a mixer at the house or a uh, or a house party. Yeah, it was it was, if you didn't have anything better to do, you went to the zone. And that is now 4th Street Bar and Grill, which actually uh, sponsors this program. So anytime we get a chance to plug them, you know, we're glad to do that. You've always, wanted, them, you've always wanted to get into the, the sports business. You, you interned mm-hmm. at, at Channel 7, WDAM, the NBC affiliate in, in Hattiesburg. Right. And then have been uh, different places and now have kind of settled back in the homeland there, the Commonwealth or around you know, the eastern seaboard. How has in the time you you were involved in sports when there were still typewriters being used, but now you're involved in sports when people don't even know what a typewriter is. Is that the biggest <laughs> evolution there's been in covering sports? You know, it's one of them, because I think when I got to Channel 7, I think that was like the first computerized news system, you know, that was out there was was what they had at WDAM. But I think computers, you know, and the Internet has been even bigger than the typewriter because, and I was thinking about that today because I, I, as a matter of, with COVID, it's hard for me to, uh, to get to Ashburn for Redskins practices, excuse me, Washington football team practices, um, and I've been covering them pretty much remotely all year. But it's just fascinating because you, you miss almost nothing. You know, the world has gotten so more, much more interconnected than when we were working at, at Channel 7. I mean, you know, the, the Eagles were, you know, we were this outpost there in South Mississippi. And, I, you know, if you were lucky if maybe once every couple of years you saw a Southern Miss football game on TV. And I got to tell you, I, you know, there are more weekends. It's an unusual weekend for me when I can't find um, the Eagles on TV somewhere, you know, whether it's, it's um, you know, CBS Sports Network or ESPN3 or, you know, whatever, I can see almost every Southern Miss football game now. And, and some people, fantastic. and some people, when they do graduate from Southern Miss, Bob, they go on their lives and, you know, that was then and this is now. But, but you've always been very uh, outspoken and a good ambassador for the university. You bleed black and gold and any chance you get it, an opportunity to give the elevator speech about Southern Miss, you're on it. You continue to follow them every day. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things uh, on my show that we talk about when, whenever we talk about college football, I'm always advocating for the mid-major. Um, I, I always say, you know, the, the mid-major needs another seat in the college football playoff. I was, um, you know, I was one of those that a couple of years ago when uh, Central Florida ran the table and then won the Peach Bowl and declared themselves national champions. I said, absolutely. I said, you know, you, you cannot, as a mid-major, you're only, you know, you have so many things going against you, and the big schools, especially if you get good, won't play you because they don't, you know, it's a no-win situation for them. I said, you know, I, I, I said, absolutely, you know, go Knights in that case. And, you know, and it's the same thing for Southern. I tell people all the time, hey, we would have a better, you know, we would have a more nationally recognized program than we do, but teams don't want to come to the Rock to play them because they know they're gonna they're gonna get a sixty minute game from from USM, 
Maybe not so much this year, but normally. I'm talking big 35,000-foot picture here. Bob Matthews is with us with SportsJourney.com. He covers the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. The Washington Capitals mm-hmm. also a host of a podcast. So, Bob, as, as you, you brought up that subject, it's it's got to be a little bit difficult um, to follow the Eagles this year, to see just how many hurdles they're having to clear and just seemingly dodging one bullet after another this particular year. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm a little concerned for the future in that. I know that now that yeah, I knew that the Sun Belt Conference kind of going all in on football was going to cut into recruiting a little bit. Um, and I'm hoping whoever becomes the next permanent head coach will be able to kind of, you know, kind of mitigate that because, you know, there, there's just more competition for players out there now. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I got my fingers crossed, you know, Southern's always been able to recruit well. So at least regionally, you know, so that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that whoever comes in there is, uh, is able to keep it going. They would not be, they could do a, a lot worse than uh, go over to pedal and uh, and get my man Steve Buckley to come back since he didn't get a, a fair shot as the offensive coordinator to begin with. Well, he's well, he's he's doing quite well at Jones College uh, for he's, sure. He's amazing in the MACCC. And and Bob, when when you talk about the Golden Eagle football program, when you think about your just your college days, and I know you're mm-hmm. 53 now, and those those days seem to become a little bit more hazy, but. What oh, is, you have no idea. What are some things you, you remember <laughs> about about Southern Miss? Well, I, and you can pretty much sum it up in in two words. Well, no, let's see. Uh, really drunk? No. Um, <laughs> okay, four. Brett Favre. I mean, that's that's the thing that you remember because I, you know, between intern and 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 anchoring sports on the weekend. Thank you for remembering. Um, uh, you know, I was there the same time Brett was. So, you know, I got to cover him a lot. Um, I covered him all four years, really, at Southern. And, um, and it was funny because people always ask me about that. They're like, oh, were you friends with Brett Favre? I said, no, nah, I wasn't friends with him. We worked together a lot. And I have this one. I've got two anecdotes about him. One was about five years after he graduated, right after he won the Super Bowl in Green Bay, he came to Williamsburg, to William Mary, to Jimmy Laycock's football camp. And so we all go up there. We always interview the guys that are up there. And we were getting ready, and he sits down, and he saw me, and he was like, yeah, hey, how you doing? He didn't remember my name, but he did remember my face. All right, well, Bob, so, and, I thought and, that was kind of cool. And, and hang on to that second anecdote. We'll get to it yeah. on the other side of the commercial break. Bob Matthews is with us, Southern Miss alum, now with SportsJourney.com. The Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Tomorrow on the program, State Representative Kent McCarty, who represents District 101 in the Mississippi House, a Southern Miss graduate, and his family has a, a long lineage of, uh, of history at Southern Miss. He'll be joining us on the program tomorrow. He'll also be our guest picker as we pick our college football games going into the weekend. Also scheduled to appear tomorrow, Steve Cotton from Huntington, West Virginia, as we talk about the 50th anniversary of the plane crash 
involving 75 souls from Marshall University that went down 50 years ago this coming Saturday. November 14th will be 50 years that that uh, tragically happened. And, of course, Marshall, a member of Conference USA, so we're talking with Steve Cotton about, uh, about that part of history. Sometimes we don't want to talk about, but um, certainly worth commemorating. Bob Matthews uh, joins us. We're going to get back to Bob in just a second. This segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Bob Matthews talked about going to the end zone. Well, it used to be called the end zone. But now 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the 895 uh, Daily Lunch. Tomorrow now is Catfish Friday. That's always the busiest day. Some people maybe knock off work just a little bit early. And there's a reason it's the big, busiest day. Yeah, that's your favorite too, isn't it, Brandon? Oh, absolutely. The catfish. And that uh, 895 includes your drink. It's your official pregame place if you're a Southern Miss fan going to a football game or a basketball game. 4th Street Bar and Grill right over the 4th Street Bridge over Highway 49, proud to be a supporter of the Eagle Hour. Bob Matthews now from SportsJourney.com, a Southern Miss graduate who uh, came out of high school in Mobile, Alabama, but originally from the Virginia, the Commonwealth area, where he now keeps his home. And I don't think we're we're probably going to break some news here. We've got a scoop on this program. Not only is, is Bob Matthews now a nationally known sports broadcaster, but he also, on the Southern Miss campus, was one of the very first fully-fledged and genuine parrot heads, fan, yep. of Jim, fan of Jimmy Buffett's, yeah? Well, I, I think there were probably some there before I got there, consider, considering he, went, he actually went to school here. So. Right. I, think, I, don't, I don't think I was one of the first. I was one of the many, without a doubt, but not one of the first. How many times have you seen Jimmy Buffett in concert, Bob? It's been a while. I think four or five. I think four or five. But I, it's funny. I, I lost my taste for his concerts once I uh, I went to one and saw they were charging like twenty five dollars for a cheeseburger in paradise. Although although I do have to say we did see him. Uh, some friends of mine from Mississippi came up. Oh God, probably about this is about five years ago, and we saw them in we saw him in uh, in Northern Virginia. Um, not at Wolf Trap, but at, at one of the amphitheaters up there. And he still puts on a hell of a show. Still puts on a hell of a show. Well, we, took our kid, we took our kids. Well, there's, there's still rumors that, that he has uh, outstanding parking tickets on the campus at Southern Miss from years and years, <laughs> years ago. Yeah, well, birds <laughs> of a feather. He wouldn't be the only one, let me tell you. That he refuses to pay, and I think we all agree that he probably could afford to pay them. But, but nonetheless... You, you cover the Washington football team now, as we call it, mm-hmm. formerly the Redskins. Are, there was always talk, Bob, that, that the ownership and management was going to call the team the Warriors. Where are they now on fish, officially picking a new name? Yeah, it, it, it's, if they, the latest that we heard was I think they floated up a trial balloon uh, to keep it the Washington football team next year, but I don't think that's going to happen. Right now, if you had to, if you had a, if you if you handicapped it, I think the name Red Wolves is is gotten the most traction, at least from the diehard fans. Um, and I, I know a uh, uh, former Mississippi State defensive back who played for the then Redskins, Fred Smoot, was uh, was on one of the Red, was on one of the team television shows before the year started arguing for it, you know, howling like a wolf and all that. I, I, I as well said, I told somebody, I said, that's a natural Red Wolves because uh, for no other reason than the fans could adopt as the unofficial fight song of the team, uh, you know, the Warren Zevon song. You only have to change about 
three words in it. He changed it from Werewolves of London to Red Wolves of Loud. And and there you go. And you're all set. You're ready to go. The late Warren Zevon. We lost him actually yes. not, not not too long ago. No, uh-uh. right. So, yeah, but, yeah. but not, so you think it it might be Red Wolves when it's all said and done? If I was going to put a bet on it right now, I would. I I think it's going to be Red Wolves. It just it makes the most sense. You can uh, you can the design of the logo and the helmet could be somewhat similar without you know without. Um, just doing a radical transformation. So, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Red Wolves. So part of what Bob Matthews does as well for SportsJourney.com is cover the Washington Capitals of the National Hockey League, and there's some South Mississippi threads there, too, in the fact that Bruce Boudreau, who uh, who coached the Washington Capitals for a while, also coached the Mississippi Seawolves to the uh, to the championship cup down on the coast when he was here. I did not I did not know Bruce, Bruce Boudreau coach down there that is very cool yeah you know it's funny going from ashburn where the football team is into into dc and covering the capitals because it's it's you get this it's such a dichotomy because the football team god bless ron rivera for taking this job but even without his cancer diagnosis i don't think he could have envisioned stepping into what he stepped into this year i mean it is the Jets probably are a little more dysfunctional, but not much. I mean, the, the, the football team is the very personification of, of dysfunction. And although Rivera is trying to change it, and then, you know, you go literally about 20 minutes down the road, and the Capitals are, I mean, you talk about, you know, straight as an arrow and, you know, the kind of culture that you want with a team, you know, there's no drama. It's all about winning. Um, it's just, it, it's it's a running joke amongst all of us. The, in, you know, that cover both teams. How it's like, okay, here's how not to run a railroad, and then here's how to run a railroad over here. So Ron Rivera, what he stepped into, literally has to be scraped off of the bottom of his shoes, probably, huh? Just, just about, <laughs> yeah, just about. Well, you know, I mean, the day before, I mean, he's there what two months, and uh, you know, in the big expose that, which was, by the way, was a fantastic work. By the uh, by, the writers at uh, the Washington Post to do the sexual harassment claims and all that stuff. And from what it, it was funny because we were all, I mean, we were just gabbing like a you know a bunch of old ladies in a sewing circle the, the day the, in the days before it came out because we all knew something was coming and we wondered exactly how much they could confirm and how much they couldn't and you know which shoes were going to drop and which shoes weren't. So it was just it was such a bizarre just summer and i just you could only imagine you know what rivera was thinking sitting there he's like i'm glad i got 20 or 30 million dollars whatever i did for this gig because boy I'm, I'm gonna earn every penny of it this year so bob when was the last time you got back to uh to hattiesburg and did you visit the campus some of the things that you did when you were here yeah i it was homecoming and and i don't even remember what year it got it ish it's probably nine or ten years ago and even back then i was you know i was shocked at the changes to the campus i almost couldn't navigate my way around it because there's been so much construction there um and we're hoping to get back sometime soon but you know how it goes the fall is your is your busy time and you know yeah busy raising the kids and all life kind of got in the way but hoping that next year for homecoming 
uh, my wife and I might be able to come down for it. And and do you we and really some, so. you and some of the other SAEs kind of keep in touch? Social that is that's one of the good things about social media is that you are able to better keep track oh, yeah. of each other. Yeah, yeah. My 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 best friend Don Sterling and I we've kept in touch for thirty years, social media or not. But yeah, I, yeah, I keep in touch with a bunch of the guys on you know on social media, and I keep, you know every year I say, ah man, 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 we'll get down there next year for it or something like that. So. But yeah, that, you're right. That is, it's one of the best things about social media is you're able to, you're able to, I'm able to keep up with all those idiots and, you know, see what they're doing and stuff. And the SAE house, you were in SAE, you mentioned at Southern Miss, that's yeah. the house that has the lions out in front, yeah? That's the house that has the lions out in front. If you hit it on just the right night, you might see somebody pour gasoline over it and set them on fire. <laughs> um I think that's harmless, harmless fun. It's usually because it needs a new paint job or something like the, the, that. But stu- it's always a treat. Students now, Bob, are so much more well behaved than they were when you right. <laughs> when Oh, good. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad because you know I, they never actually technically solved that case about the. Uh, <laughs> shot that went into the education building over there, but we won't talk about that. I, I was going to say... Do I you, had nothing to do with it. I was going to say, you must have some information that uh, the authorities are still trying to find. Mm, uh, not that you know of. <laughs> you'll take... You'll, uh, any further comment will have to come from the president, right? It will, it will come through my lawyers. You want, it, you want anything, you just call Jimmy Duke. Oh. He'll, he'll, he'll set you up. Boy, he mentioned the big man's name on the Hell show yeah. today. <laughs> very, mm-hmm. quick, very quickly, Bob, tell us about your podcast. Okay, it's the Bob Matthews Podcast. You can find it at sportsjourney.com. You can also find it on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold. And please go check out uh, sportsjourney.com because, believe it or not, we actually have a guy in New Orleans who covers the Saints. So if you want to read some good stuff on the Saints, we're all officially, you know, this is not a fan site. We are all officially, we are, you know, credentialed reporters with, about 50 years, 50 or 60 years to mine experience in covering our beats, and I guarantee you will you will enjoy the coverage that you see there. Southern Miss graduate Bob Matthews, who uh, went to Southern Miss from high school in Mobile, now part of SportsJourney.com. It's always good to catch up with Southern Miss graduates that are doing great things on the national stage. Bob, continued success. Thanks for joining us. Sandman, anytime. Give me a call. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Bob Matthews on the program. After our final commercial break, we'll burn our last time out. We'll get you updated on the leaderboard at the Masters, plus run down the junior college football schedule for tonight. Football news from the NCAA, primarily COVID cancellations. That and more stuff as the Eagle Hour rolls on. Southern Miss to the top. We want to thank the Professor Patrick McGee of the Biloxi Sun-Herald for joining us. Also, Bob Matthews from SportsJourney.com, a Southern Miss grad, now doing uh, great things on the national sports scene, covering the Washington football team and the Washington Capitals. Southern Miss getting ready for the big game with Western Kentucky this uh, Saturday. And then they've still got plenty of deep water to swim in. They've got the makeup games with UTSA and and Florida Atlantic. There's a game with UTEP in there and a game with UAB. So there's still some tough games on the schedule for Southern Miss, provided, you know, they get them all in. And we hope that uh, COVID won't cause too many problems. 
for the Golden Eagles. The, the virus is certainly causing a problem this week in the NCAA. Just listen to all these games that have been canceled. Some of them we told you about yesterday. Louisiana Monroe at Arkansas State, that game is canceled. Ohio State and Maryland from the Big Ten, that game was postponed yesterday. Memphis will not play at Navy. That game has been shut down. And another service academy, Air Force, was supposed to play at Wyoming. That game will not be played. And then the SEC has really been hit hard. Of course, the SEC was one of the first leagues to begin play uh, this fall. So considering the league is getting hit hard now, kudos that they have been able to get as many games in as they have. But Auburn and Mississippi State will not play. Alabama and LSU, that game's been canceled. Texas A&M at Tennessee, they won't play either. And Georgia at Missouri. That game has also been canceled. One game on the NCAA schedule for tonight. And for you night owls, it's going to be a good night to watch football because it's going to start a little bit later than the other games this week from the MAC conference. Colorado State, the Rams, will go to Boise to take on the Boise State Broncos. FS1 has the TV coverage, Colorado State and Boise State. And then tomorrow night, on Friday night, there's actually going to be some uh, Conference USA action and some Big Ten games on the schedule, but we'll get to that tomorrow. Meanwhile, the toughest league in America, the Mississippi Association of Community College Conference, they've got some games on the schedule for tonight, but COVID also affecting things there to a degree. PRC, Pearl River Community College, playing at Heinz tonight. That'll be the regular season finisher for both of those teams. Heinz still a shot for a playoff spot. Pearl River does not, but PRC at Heinz on the schedule for tonight. Northwest plays at Holmes. Delta scheduled to play at Cahoma and Northeast at Itawamba. Those are the games scheduled in the MACCC. Gulf Coast and Southwest are scheduled to play tomorrow night over in Summit in obviously the southwestern corner of the state. Meanwhile, in case you missed it, yesterday we announced that Colin has shut down all football operations over in Wesson. They have had um, just a heck of a time dealing with COVID. So no football at all for for Colin the rest of the way. And East Mississippi said that they weren't even going to play football from the get-go. They, they shut their football program down way at the end of the summer. So East Mississippi, which is usually in there for a national championship fight, uh, never really got a chance because the Lions opted out of the football season this year. All right, yesterday on the program we talked with Jeff Jennings, former Southern Miss golfer who lettered in the mid-'80s, and he was talking about some of the guys that he would look for to win the Masters this weekend. And a couple of names that he told us about are on the leaderboard in the first round. One of them was Paul Casey, and Paul Casey is (coughs) 6-under. Excuse me. Now, some of these golfers got started late today because of some weather they had in Augusta. In fact, half the field is only on the course. The other half hasn't even started yet today. But when we went on the air about an hour ago, Paul Casey was leading at six under par. Webb Simpson right behind him at five. A group at four under include Lee Westwood, Louis Oosthuizen, John Rahm, and Tiger Woods is in a group at four under. Tiger had completed ten holes at that point. Patrick Reed was at three under. Then you had Xander Shoffley and Hideki Matsuyama at two under. Bryson DeChambeau at one under. We talked about DeChambeau maybe using a driver that was four feet long to try to get some 
at a distance as if he needed it, but he had, had only played 13 holes today. So again, the Masters, you know, the TV coverage will begin, is actually on right now, and it'll continue through the weekend. No fans at Augusta National. Again, the tournament was originally scheduled in April and moved to November because of COVID. So good for Jeff Jennings. He said Paul Casey and Lee Westwood would be two guys to watch, and they're both on the leaderboard, but a great international uh, leaderboard indeed. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Toyota of Hattiesburg on Highway 98, really just an earshot from the radio station, the Super Talk affiliate in Hattiesburg. Tax season right around the corner. You can use that uh, tax refund to uh, make a down payment on a new vehicle or a certified used vehicle. And it's the second biggest investment you'll ever make. Better make sure that you make a wise decision, and nobody will ever tell you it was an unwise decision if you get a Toyota. Toyota of Hattiesburg, 5449630, or always on the web, toyotaofhattiesburg.com. We want to thank them for their continued support of the Eagle Hour. Tomorrow on the program, Southern Miss graduate and state representative Kent McCarty, a Republican that represents District 101. He'll be here. He'll be our guest picker tomorrow. We'll talk about his family's history at Southern Miss, and it's quite extensive. And Steve Cotton from Huntington, West Virginia, about the 50th anniversary of the tragic plane crash of the Marshall football team, and they were coming back from a game against East Carolina. 50 years ago, this coming Saturday, they made a movie into it. We are Marshall, you know, with Matthew McConaughey. Anyway, Steve Cotton will be here on the program tomorrow to talk to that, and we'll get you ready for the Southern Miss-Western Kentucky game. All on the Eagle Hour. That'll do it for this Thursday from the... First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. I'm Kelly Sander for producer-engineer Brandon Wallace. As we always do, we end this program by saying Southern Miss. To the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.